Hello, and welcome to, I guess this is technically an episode of Creed Got Robbed, your unscripted gaming movie spinoff podcast. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm joined by our intrepid co-host, Ray. Hello. And folks, we're still hanging hanging out together here in lockdown. Um, it's a rough time for movies out there. Uh, it's not great, but what is great is the fact that after months, months of endless, ceaseless badgering, I have finally convinced Ray to watch Uncut Gems, Mm -hmm. 2019 film by the Safdie brothers starring Adam Sandler. He he watched it. We're and we're gonna talk about it today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple other movie things too. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where the conversation takes us. So uh, so, where do you want to start, start, Ray? What was your kind of what was your so for, what was your kind of uh, surface level takeaways here? So for one, um, this was when my like backlog of movies that I kind of wanted to watch. Uh, when I was I was actually living in Austin at the time when this was in theaters. And it was in in and out. You had like a two week window to mm-hmm. watch it, and then it was gone. It's like okay, I I didn't have time. I I guess I'll just wait till it comes out later. And eventually, it came out to Netflix, and I saw it was on Netflix, and that's when the Mike badgering began, and it didn't Ray. stop, ladies and gentlemen. Ray, Ray, it's I had a board Sunday two weeks ago, and I watched it, and. Uh, yeah, so I I told this to Mike and some of our friends, and I said, you know, when we made that two-parter podcast where we just laid in to Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. I thought like the other day, maybe I was going too hard on Rise of Skywalker. Maybe it's just not that bad. Maybe it's just a dumb sci-fi fantasy movie. And then you watch a movie like Uncut Gems, a real movie. See- you see the budget for Uncut Gems. You see the cast list of Uncut Gems. You're like, no, I should have gone harder in The Rise of Skywalker. There's, I forgot what like good cinema looks like because I've been watching like amusement park ride movies for so long. Talking superhero God, movies. And yes, such. it's just. It felt good. It felt good. This movie to watch is a movie. is such a breath of fresh air when it, especially like. It when it feels like every movie is just like you said, just like a like a carnival ride, basically. It's just nice to just watch yeah. all, like something that feels just like a movie, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like that's kind of how I felt. Like, uh, um, it's like what's it's like when people are yelling at Scorsese for saying like, uh, um, Marvel movies were like theme park rides. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, he's I like. Right. He's like, I like Marvel movies, and he's absolutely right. Yeah. Like think of come on. That's just that's just kind of what they are and that's great. Like I think it's like I I talk going... like it's like Taco Bell is not a a filet mignon. <laughs> doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean a Taco Taco Bell isn't delicious or hits the spot sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, but okay. to say it's a filet mignon is not true. It's just not true. I think so many people have been going to the theater, the, specifically the theater, to watch Marvel movies for 11 years and other, like, DC movies that they forgot what it's like for, like, 
someone to actually put something on the screen that's worthy of a cinema ticket price. Yeah, and I think like I think the something that's kind of provoking and evocative. Yeah, you know? like and uh, is also you know doesn't get treat you like you're a baby brain. Like the movie doesn't have to say that like Howard is bad. Like I mean, there that I feel like a lot of our culture can be boiled down to people seeing like a show like Breaking Bad where, you know, Walter White is like becomes this awful human being and does mm-hmm. awful things to anyone he like it's all in the guise of like something shitty and hor and he's just horrible to all his family and his friends and loses everything in the end. And people are like, Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's good. <laughs> and it's like a lot of, I think a lot of America can be explained by people misunderstanding those narratives in movies. Uh, so, yeah. but even still, it's nice to see something that like, uh, I, sorry, I'm kind of jumping off on a bunch of different things, but like, um, I think one thing I, I love about this movie is that by all accounts, like Howard, Adam Sandler's character is just an awful person. Like he just lies constantly like he's always like you know, double crossing someone like he's cheating on his wife like but like he has these like throughout the movie they just have these like little moments like when they're um like when they're doing the readings at the family dinner and he like actually knows the readings on like his brother we should say a spoiler warning cuz you should watch this movie. It's fresh. on Netflix. It's just, just, just if you haven't listened to it, stop right now. Yeah, go watch this movie. I, I agree. I beg of, please watch this. It, it's probably Adam Sandler's best movie, and yes, I have seen Punch Drunk Love, and I love it, but this is probably his best movie. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think it's my, the best movie I've ever seen Adam Sandler, and I, and you know, it's very obviously it's very different from his. A lot of his work and like the, I I really don't know. I guess what I was kind of saying earlier is just like, by all accounts, like you are Howard sucks and you should hate him because he sucks. He's not a good person. But like, just at the end, but like you still by the end of this movie, you're still rooting for him, and they do such a good job of giving him just enough like like humanity that you get to understand this like really like he's just like a really well like it'll just had a lot of like a, a really well thought out really well layered character and i and i think adam sandler i think adam sandler's performance not getting an oscar or even a nomination it's on one hand it's very punk and it shows that you know this movie is like kind of renegade and uh which is very cool on the mm-hmm. other hand, it's a fucking crime, and he needed to, needs to be recognized for. I, I, Adam Sandler's performance in this movie was my favorite male acting performance of all 2019. I mean, I'm not trying to be like pedantic, but what was the other movies in the running as an example? Uh, like I'm trying to think. Um, let me look up and real quick and see who actually ended up. Uh. Um, I mean, like 2019, the, there was a lot of popcorn flicks that I think. Yeah, the best saw. actor, I think, best actor went to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. 
Oh, never mind. That was excellent. I can't believe I forgot I saw that. That was fucking excellent. Yeah, it's pretty good, but I don't think it's better than Adam Sandler, though. Uh, I'll fight you on that one. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know how Joaquin Phoenix was going to do Joker, and that was one of the best origin stories for, like, one of the most sadistic, like, villain characters. You forget it's a Batman movie more times than not. Mm -hmm. You're just like, hey, this movie is just a, uh... Now we're talking about Joker. We never did a Creed Got Robbed of Joker. How fucking dare us? Oh, seriously. Oh, well, my we goodness. Well, we got a backlog and we got time, so... Yeah, um, but yeah, so. but it's like a it's like a social commentary on like, hey guys, the lack of access to healthcare and proper living conditions really, really sucks, and it causes people to go fucking insane. Like this poor sob who went insane. Oh look, he becomes super evil and he leads a so on and so forth. Yeah, that I, that was great. I don't know. I loved it. I dug it. But we're not talking about no, Joker. We're talking about Uncut Gems. And okay, yeah. So what what were your kind of big takeaways from this movie? I love the highs and lows of like you start off on kind of a middling low with Howie. You get in, well, they actually yeah. You start in the middling low. You're just like oh here he is. He clearly owes someone money. He's cursing up a storm, walking in New York City. I love the New York City shots, by the way. Oh my gosh. I love yes. They don't make... They're not all shot in, like, Madison Square. Uh, or they're not shot in, like, Manhattan. I think they're in Manhattan. I don't know. I, yeah, they're all in, like, the Diamond District. And I think, like... Um, they do a really good job of making this area feel, like, alive because they cast, like, a lot yeah. of non-professional actors... And at like they who are like when he's like like when he's pawning Kevin Garnett's championship ring mm -hmm. to the and he's like hawking the deal like back and forth with that guy like all that stuff just it oh it, it adds so much like no it, like it, it feels there's, real there's authenticity authenticity that is yeah um that is really cool um, but yeah he he's got that high of when he like gets that Ethiopian opal. And you're just like, wow, that. Oh looks, my god! Oh my god! Buzz it in! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you get that famous scene where he's just holding it. He's like, hey, I'm gonna come. And you're just like, all right, all right. His employee like is he's just gross. like talking. I love him. <laughs> His employee is like complaining at him, like, Howie, I hate working here. <laughs> and he's your, like, Your load sharks roughed me up and tore my very expensive shirt. It's like, Here's a Gucci <laughs> shirt with like the tags still on. I just had in my office. It's like 500 bucks. Just here, have it. Just like, here. What is his life? It's fascinating. I love it so much. <laughs> he like is constantly owing money to the point where he's like constantly broke but he lives in like this opulent downtown new york apartment oh my God. on the side exactly of... <laughs> 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 having this amazing looking mansion on the suburbs outside of the city like you get you get so much of a, a look into this guy's life like immediately it's so good um, and you're just like, how many fat stacks are well, you rolling in, and how many do you owe? Like, I think the funny thing is, is that there's like two tiers of guys coming after Howie, because yeah. there's <laughs> the guys who work for Arno, who we later learn is his brother, but then there's like the other two guys who are like the like the Beavis and Butthead, like old New York looking guys, like, uh, Howie, I think you, I think you still owe us some money. Are you gonna? Uh, uh, it, where what do you don't you owe me something? And he's like, yeah, here's a fake Rolex. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. You, and you just get like the get sense to the that camera. Howie, 
he doesn't care who he borrows money from. He he just will borrow money and he'll lie his way out of it. Oh 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 my gosh! Uh, uh, while we're talking about highs and lows, and since I already gave the spoiler warning, the whole mission to get the opal back. Because I was sitting on the couch, you know, watching this, and I saw him like, okay, I'm gonna lend Kevin Garnett the opal. I'm like, there's the plot of the movie. <laughs> there it is, right there. Uh-huh. You ain't even getting that fucking thing back. And yeah, that that's half of the plot. Him oh, not getting it's it. It's just but, him. But when he does. And he gets it for the hundred hundred sixty five k, which is more than the hundred thousand that he owes Arno, and then some. He's like, "All right, it's time for Howie time." He, he, <laughs> he like does the SpongeBob like... me. It's Howie time. And he calls Julia. It's just like I'm gonna put it all on the bet. <laughs> I'm like, stop, stop it, please. <laughs> like just, I think that's just do the thing. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's just like. That's like that's the maddening part of Howie is that there's always another score, there's always another like flip he can make. It's in, like and he does it constantly. Like like again, he like does. like he takes Kevin Garnett's championship ring as collateral for this opal. And mm-hmm. then he takes that and pawns it. And you're like, what but that's Kevin Garnett's ring. He's not gonna know where that is. Like, what are you do what are you doing? And, then, I, he, I love and the... then he flips that to get money to place an insane fucking bet that's like on the opening tip and like seven other things that all have to happen. And you're just like, this man is psycho. How is this? Oh, you're, gonna... talk... you're talking about the first bet? Yeah. The one oh, he... yeah. And Arno canceled that bet. Fucking. And, oh, and he would have won it. He would have won 600 grand. Had had Arno not canceled, and he's all like cussing him out. He's like, "You, you restarted the swimming pool," which is, I think, the only thing that people, old people in New York, argue about is who resurfaced our swimming pool when. (laughs) God, it's so funny. I love that. I I do feel for Howie at that point where he's like, "We just won super big. Let's go get your money." He's like, "I canceled that bet. Why'd you cancel that bet? Because you made it with my money." You motherfucker! And then they get into the fight in the car. He's not wrong though. Like no. The, the... <laughs> oh my god. Like, That's what's so great. And it just—it's just—it—it's. He just. Adam, I think Adam Sandler just does such a good job. Like, I mean, he just has this like enthralling performance where like. You know, by the end of the movie, like he, like they fucked up the the whole auction part of it, because mm-hmm. um, K- they were trying to like raise the bet. But then, like he ta- comes into the office, and KG is like, "Yo, what the fuck is your deal, man?" Yeah, and then he I like, saw you some. I saw you someone raising the bets against me. You think I don't know this? You think I'm stupid? And he's like, "Oh, he says that famous line." KG, listen, there's a lot of gears turning, a lot of things were happening, this, but this is how I win. <laughs> how I win. Like, ugh. It's just, it's such a good, like, deep dive into just how the fuck, like, how this man just, like, ticks. And that, like, I think the, um, and I mean, because, like, it, it's just, like, any normal person in, would like, as soon as they hit that, um, 
as soon as it hits an IPI big, that's like, oh, the movie's over. Like, we paid Arna. But he's like, but how? He's just like, no, there's all, like, it's just, it's crazy. It's he so... sold the Opal. That was the end of the movie, but how he couldn't just let it be. He could, and, and you know what? I, I've been giving, like, a lot of thought because I said, like, this movie gave me a lot of thought because of the way it ends. Mm-hmm. He, Everything goes well in that gigantic bet he places when he sells the Opal for like 165k. He wins it all. He's uh, Julia is coming back. Oh yeah, Julia after hanging um, out with Wayne Diamond, who's a real person, is? by the way. Is that really? That's a real guy. Go look him up on Instagram. He's. I don't know. His if I life want to. is exactly like you think it is. Oh dear lord! He, I mean, three, that's that's three great. times in one day. Wow! Oh my god! Wow! Beautiful, gorgeous woman, three times in one day. Why don't you come up to my, what's he call it, his penty? <laughs> Why don't you come up to the pent and we'll go ahead and have ourselves some order in? And it's like, this is this you slinging game, sir? Because this is weak as shit, dude. I love. I want to be Wayne Diamond when I when I grow up. Please. Oh no. Oh no. But anyways, his his side piece, Julia, and she knows she's a side piece. And there's a whole, like, subplot about her acknowledging that she's a side piece and how he was supposed to just know that, yeah, I might cheat on you one day. Just kind of accept that. And she does cheat on him with, like, I guess a famous rapper named The Weeknd. Guys, I haven't been listening to Popular or uh, the kids' music, yeah. so if The Weeknd is actually Weekend's a been around for rapper. A while, but okay, go on. but she makes out with him and how he gets all offended and he tries to redo his marriage with his wife and that doesn't work so he goes back to Julia and she's coming with the money she's got 1.2 million after the after the after she gets that Howie tattoo just oh my gosh oh how he cries even more (laughs) when he see he's like oh god why did you do that we can't even get married next to each other (laughs) I love it but then he gets shot right in the head like immediately and I, I loved it's, that. Uh, it's so. It was so poetic. Like, I mean, it, it's so perfect. Like, like he had such like his storybook ending. Because you know, I think what, I think that the directors like. They, I think they definitely thought really hard about like which basketball series, they were gonna mm-hmm. pick. To use for this, I think they had to like, they've talked about it a little bit. They had to make sure it like kind of lined up with like the story and the bet and who is going to be in the movie. Um, Cause, uh, Oh man, it was originally going to be um, someone from the Sixers. Oh, I can't remember who it was, Really, um, but there was going to be a lot more of, Oh, it was good. I think it was going to be Embiid. Cause there was going to be a lot more of a connection with like the, the, um, like the, the, like the African Jews, like that Jewish, mm-hmm. Um, group that he was talking about with like who he got the opal from in the first place yeah uh, who, uh the ethiopians he, um but they settled on that garnett was the one who eventually ended up doing the movie but i think the one thing i was thinking about is is i i in this in that in that playoffs the celtics the next round go on to lose to uh the lebron james heat and okay. I just I always think about like how even if he didn't die there, like how would have how 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 would Howie have bet that next round? Like what it would he have done? Like 
he was so in on like like he just was so in on like uh garnett and just like if like if he didn't get if he somehow didn't get killed with that celtics bet he was gonna get killed in the next round anyway because he'd make some dumb celtics bet and then yeah lebron james would win that series and go on to win a championship like it's, is that actually the thinking they were going with that? I don't know if that I don't know if that was like a specific intent of the director, but I think it's something that is like, you know, this was always going to be the end for Howie. Like it was, um, you think so? Like it just like him put because he he just could. It was it it's like impossible for him to to quit to like yeah. to say yeah. i've made enough like i like to he, he would not be able to pass up the th- like the thrill like he just it was never enough from him to like yeah no matter how destructive it is to his relationships and those around him uh his work his family like it's just he just 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 like his brain just doesn't have that he just doesn't have that part of his brain you know, you bring up a really good point I never thought about that yeah, uh it wasn't just about him winning 1.2 million and him getting back together with Julia. Like he already sold to Opal, which was supposed to be the happy ending that the movie was building to. It, yeah, you're right. It, he probably would have fucked up some other way cuz he's not a smart gambler. He's all no, in like, or <laughs> like any, or all in. <laughs> like any professional like Bet, like, cause, cause he he like was doing a parlay and like doing a parlay is like you know already kind of like risky. Some places don't even take those. Yeah. Uh, but like to parlay on the opening tip is, it, it, it's like if that goes wrong, if it goes the rest the wrong of it way, doesn't count, you man. are in completely fucked immediately, and it's just it's just such a perfect like perfect core little character idea that there is like nobody is crazy enough to parlay on the opening tip except for Howard Ratner and it's just he, like, it's such a perfect like little core absolute foundational fact of his character that you build the everything else from and i i just love that they it's so, it, it just it's so explanatory like it fits him so perfectly you know if you kind of think about it um a certain way now that i'm thinking about the parlay scene when he locks up arno and his two goons inside his uh lockout elevator that was his other parlay of them not fucking murdering him when they get out mm-hmm. and he figures i've already won what's the worst i could do bam did you forget the guy had the loaded revolver I guess you just and you just Man. sat him in a hot ass yeah. <laughs> bulletproof and, and like, box. And that's the other part of this movie. It's like I think is is really I think really is drives it home and makes it special for me. Is like because you know like when you when we first meet Arna, we don't even know he's Howie's brother, but yeah. like we see them together at the dinner. Um, you see them kind of bonding and mm-hmm. it's very like Arno's very clearly is very frustrated with Howie but like throughout the movie you can you can tell he's like he can't quite bring him to like really 
get Howie in trouble. Yeah. But like his henchmen, like muscle guys are are uh, are losing patience, are losing their patience, and like they, they clearly want to kill and him. When he like sees that what is happening, and and like Howie's got them locked in, and he's like. He's like, okay, we got the points. We just need the blocks. We just need the blocks, or like whatever on the the bat. You like he's starting to smirk, and it's just like this mother. I cannot believe this son of a bitch like is gonna do it. And I'm I I like he. You can see that kind of like his like tough guy facade starting to crack, and it's just like at the moment when they like are finally going to reconcile when they get out of the when he lets them out of like the security box. Like he, mm-hmm. how he just gets shot. Yeah, Arno was gonna. He's like, okay, cool. We'll get our money back and then some. No, his his henchmen have clearly like had it. They've had it with Arno. Yeah. They've had it with Howie. They they've had it with the entire situation. They just loot Howie's entire store. They're like, fuck it. There's probably like half a million right now. This dumb motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and I think like <laughs> another thing that I think is was cool was uh, you get this. I feel like in a lot of movies like this. Like the quote side piece unquote is, um, you know, I don't like, I feel like in a lot of other movies or in a lesser movie, I think Julia wouldn't really love Howard, but I get the sense in this movie that she like deeply cares for him. You think, okay, can I ask you this? Do you think it went past the level of creepy for you? Cause it did for me. Uh, it's definitely. I think it's definitely supposed to feel like a little weird. It, it felt unhealthy to me. Oh yeah, like it's very weird. Like I don't know what sort of like relationship they have. One, she's his boss, so there's already that sort of uncomfortability. Two, she acknowledges and she's one hundred percent okay being the side piece in Howie's like oh, dead, yeah. loveless marriage that they say in the movie they're gonna end after Passover. They're like doing it for the kids, and they're gonna have one more good Passover. It's weird. And three, she like okay after she cheats on him, snorting, having the weekend snort cocaine off of her, <laughs> and then making out. God, I she love then gets a tattoo of Howie on she, her ass. Like, it's so, but like. Oh my God. None of that's okay. It's so, but like, I think the thing that's great is like, like, well, she does that, and like, she like is like, you know, she's she almost loves him to like a fault, where because you know someone would be like, Howie, you got, you can't place this bet, you can't do it, and but she's yeah. like, kind of enables him in a weird way, but I think like she... in a way that she just is kind of like. I, I just kind of like the I don't know how to describe it but like how she's like I know you're nothing I can say will stop you from doing this so no I, I read that completely help. different I'm gonna uh, I'll be there to get this bet to the hell to get this bet to the casino and I'll stay there and watch it and get it placed and I'll help you get the money out there and I, 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 just, I again, did not like, read it that way. Yeah. Like, I, and I just think about like how, like when this bet hit, like, and Julia's like losing her mind and, mm. and it's just, she's going to be like, she's happy. Cause like she's money wise, she's going to be fine and always would have been, but like, she knows what that means for Howie. 
and like when she it's just like the off-screen scene of her learning about what happened it's just like it breaks my heart because she loves him and i was like wait she actually figured out what happened to him i I mean not in the movie but like i think thinking about like just like a continuation of like what how see, she yeah. would how she will react when she finds out is just it's it'll just, probably be bad for her like the gangsters will probably get her yeah they might like it's just like if they were gonna kill Arno who's their boss and then they killed up Howie it's like okay yeah I think Howie just fucked over his whole family now. yeah and it's that's the thing it's like because I think I think it's smart to kind of leave that uh, off screen and up to the imagination but it is just kind of yeah. like. You know, something like, I mean, that's the situation, how he put him, his, the people closest to him in for better or worse. And like, oh. I kind of read that her relationship with Howie as like, I totally read it as gold digger status. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But I read it as gold digger status for a couple of reasons. One, um, and this is not to say shit about Adam Sandler, because if you guys have seen the video podcast, you can see me. He's not playing a character that is like an eight out of ten, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's kind of up there. He's a uh... and Julia is very clearly an eight or a nine out of ten. Depends on what you think about thick girls. Don't give me that look. I think she's a ten. Out of 10. <laughs> oh, 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 damn, Mike. Do you know loves who else is a ten girls. out of ten? Ten out of ten. Don't say Howie. The girl listening to this. Aww, that's a, that was kind of sweet. All right. That, that was cute. <laughs> you, you, you gotta say that because you, know, you, you, you just gotta CYA, you know. As for as for the guy listening to this, don't be Howie. Don't be. Don't you'll be, be Howie. you'll be great. You'll you'll be great. But but the point I'm getting at is okay. There is definitely a look dynamic, mm-hmm. which yeah, I could get past. But then the fact that she cheated on Howie almost immediately with the weekend, like they snuck off into a bathroom, they locked the bathroom and just started sn- snorting coke, and. I was like, oh, she's claiming like, okay, I, I did, we didn't do have anything. That, oh, and they have the their fight is hilarious too. It's, it's, it's so, so dumb. Oh my god! But I guess credit to Howie for not simping hard for her because he's like, you're cut immediately. <laughs> but then he like five minutes late, like five ten minutes later, he comes back to like, I fucked up. Oh, I'm so no, it's, sorry. no, no. He wants no. I'm. I don't agree with that interpretation because he wants nothing to do with her. He sees her as an employee now. He even calls her and says, oh, you're going to come in today? She's like, well, I'm running a little bit late. He's like, yeah, I bet you are running a little bit late. We weren't late walking to the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) But the only reason he, like, cries on her is because she walked in and saw that his fate was, was all beat up and he was telling her to go away and I think he just capitulated to her because yeah. she was the only one willing to listen after he got roughed yeah. up and then like the auction went like, south. I think there is I think you're definitely right, but I think that also I don't think that I don't think they're like mutually exclusive. Like there is definitely that kind mm-hmm. of element, but I also think there is like a genuine affection that they have for each other. I think eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That I think is I guess it's just something that I feel like you don't see a lot in I, I guess that was something kind of like almost like refreshing and all almost wholesome in a mm-hmm. weird in a kind of weird twisted way um it's very twisted <laughs> yeah oh uh, I, I guess I mean there are so many other little things in this movie that, like I want to touch on um I guess just a quick side note uh Kevin Garnett 
I think uh I think there are some people I think there were like he even Kevin Garnett was doing interviews like well yeah I should be like you know I'm playing myself like of course I should be good at that but like I think <laughs> playing yourself in a movie like this and not like is very I think that's a very weird job but I think he does a su- I think he does it super well he does yeah I mean, it would be weird if Kevin Garnett... He, he makes a point. It'd be weird if Kevin Garnett was bad at acting at playing Kevin Garnett. <laughs> but he also does a good job of making Kevin Garnett fit into this world perfectly. Yeah. Also, that makes me wonder, does Kevin Garnett have, like, a diamond obsession in real life? I don't know. I don't know. A gem obsession? And that's the other thing. He got the opal. And he he brought up a very good speech in line where he's like, how much did it cost? And he's like, oh, about a hundred grand. He's like, but you were trying to sell it for a million. So you were just going to like run roughshod over these Ethiopians because they're poor and they don't know any better. Yeah. And that's where, that's where uh, Howie gives a speech of this is how I win though. Because a hundred thousand to them is going to be so much money to when you break it down. And he's not wrong. But he's not right either. No, and it's it's like, I mean, it, again, it just kind of shows that every single thing that Howie does is like a flim flam, a, like a, us, like a, a, he's always trying to like get the angle on someone, and that's like the biggest one he's been trying to pull off for years. He's not a good person. God, he's a, hmm. he's sexually he. You're you're right. By the end of the movie, I was cheering for Howie, but you know, after he got shot and killed, I'm like, it, it took me a couple days of just thinking on that, like really ruminating the movie over my head. Like, mm-hmm. why was I cheering for this fuck? He's an awful, awful person. Yeah. He barely pays attention to his kids. He screwed over his wife. He's the cheater. He has screwed over his brother-in-law, Arno. He screws over the people that he owes money to constantly. And yeah, capitalist society, who gives a fuck? But apparently that's screwing over his family who want nothing to do with anything that he has to do. His own son finds out that he's cheating on his uh Oh his my mother, god, when they go to wife. the apartment and you're just like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> it's like, hey, Dad, I hear some hot girl comes around here and lives in your apartment. He's like, yeah, you didn't hear that. I, uh, and then he says quietly, yeah, don't talk about that anymore, okay? He's like, he's got caught. You got caught. That's incredible. It's so funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyways, at, after the end of like several days of ruminating on it, I've just come to the conclusion like I can't feel sorry for Howie because I can't empathize with this character i can empathize with his ups and downs but i can't empathize with like him yeah i mean i think that's there's a point where you'd stop like i think that i think that's what makes this such a great movie is that like um it, i mean is just that howie i think is such like a is such like a rich character played so well by adam sandler that there's like you know room for discussion like this that like i mean yeah like you said like I don't I mean it's just like his like his energy is like infectious and just like and just the way he like can kind of like it believes his own hype and gets yeah. other people to believe it too is he does it's just, do that it's inc- it's really kind of enthralling to watch and it, and it works on you with, over the movie 
like such that when he like I, I almost jumped out of my chair while like when he hits the when he like actually hits the final bet um during that game and then and, I was excited just, like, for him too and the, yeah and you're, and and it's just like you're so into it that like oh I'll open the door and let these guys out and they know that they know what I've done so they cannot like I am invincible nothing they can do can nothing there's nothing they can do and then he gets shot like it's Cla- he, he got clapped <laughs> it's just it's so good instantly like, just, that that he, part it's like it, it it's so good because you like five minutes before that scene happened you a hundred percent knew that was going to happen and you yeah. forget and over that time period you forget it it's going to happen until the exact moment you see the bullet hole in his forehead like you just, uh, his it just cheek completely actually. leaves your mind it was his uh right cheekbone and that yeah. left that left me a little thing where i also was thinking like is he still alive cuz i think you could take a bullet to the right cheekbone and be kind of okay oh not arno though arno got shot in the fucking head yeah <laughs> arno's dead yeah he got um he got <laughs> murked fucked up he super and it was cuz he was trying to leave and his henchman's like uh you know what? Bam! Like, right in front of him. That, I thought Howie getting shot immediately was one of the perfect twists. Like, one of the greatest anime betrayals. <laughs> 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 it, it was actually one of the perfect twists I've ever seen in the movie. It's right there with yeah. uh, Ex Machina. Where uh, the, the fembot, as she was, the android... <laughs> <laughs> Fembot. I mean, I have no respect for her. She's gonna destroy humanity. I think that's the point the movie was getting. Uh, I think humanity <laughs> destroyed humanity by creating the machine, which which will be destroyed. That is, I, I'm with Elon Musk. I'm not with Elon Musk on a lot of things, but I am with. with okay, SpaceX, Cybertruck, AI is gonna destroy humanity. Those are the three things I am 100% firmly with Elon Musk on. Everything else, yeah. We don't have to talk about Elon Musk. That's a different. Okay, that that is a separate podcast. Unscripted, unscripted Musk. It's all. Please no. (laughs) It's just reading Elon Musk's tweets. No, I hate this. It would it would only last one episode because I would be like, I think I think private space enterprise sucks and it's a real bummer, and then it would get canceled. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> we should go back to Uncut Gems. Okay. Um, I think it won just a lot of, of awards. Uh, it it uh, yeah. Not not awards anyone listening to this podcast has heard of, maybe, but it won a lot of awards. Yeah, I um, I guess just some other kind of things I uh, want to point out. I love this soundtrack to this movie. Yeah, it's kind of unsettling. It's very like otherworldly and ethereal. Like, it, it, yeah, it, like just the way it, it kind of. I think this movie does a good job of like it puts you in like. I think honestly, the music kind of gives it like this scope that there are a lot of stories like intersecting, and Howie's is just like just one in this kind of world that he's in. Um, mm-hmm. Like when, like just when the, it starts and we're like flying through the opal, and it's got like this, yeah. like nice, like oh, 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 
people. Like you're just kind of like. It's weird. <laughs> what are we going to see today? Where are we? I uh, when I first saw that on Netflix, I had to pause it, and I'm like, what What am I doing? Is this the right What's movie? about to happen here? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, I, I didn't settle down for some sci-fi. I, uh, what's going on? And then the movie kicks off, and it gets good. It, it, it gets good. Uh, my partner was actually very... She sat down to watch a little bit of it with me, and she found it very unsettling and only watched 20 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. It's like a very uncomfortable movie. Like, when, yeah. like when they're at his... Uh, at the theater or at like the the at the high school or whatever for like the kids yeah the kids play and he's like getting like roughed up and like stuffs and stuffed in the trunk you're just like Aah. naked <laughs> yeah and he has to text his a strange wife hey okay don't ask questions but i need you to come unlock the trunk of your car why just i i said don't ask questions i just need you to unlock the trunk of your and he's just like no this is fine this is good. I'm fine. <laughs> just like and he just like and understand, and he's just like immediately trying to spin it. Like, oh no, it's fine. No, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm great. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna join you guys in there in a couple minutes. And he's like naked, handcuffed. It, no, I I think they took the handcuffs off actually. Yeah, naked in the trunk, and he has to put on a bunch of like sweats he happens to have in the back of the, the back of his car. And it was like, Dad, what happened to your car? Yeah, we're taking your mom's Mercedes home. Don't ask about my car. They took his car. They took his. God, and I love how his family, like, he's just like, no, this is fine. His family just has to deal with like the, uh, no, it's not. What Can the you imagine what has he put his family through to where like they are going home and they've decided asking more questions is not worth it? What what, what has gone on here? God. I guess because they live in a nice home, they're like, yeah, this is. Better than nothing, I guess. I don't know. I-, I thought that was a weird dynamic that his children and his wife just stopped asking very important questions. He went back to a play. He was originally in the nice, you know, uh, business uh, clothing, but he went back to the play in his sweats, and no one's asking him like, "What happened to your clothes?" I, I, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, but I think like that's when we kind of learned that Howie is like. Yeah, I mean, we he like owned his own like store, so we knew he was like doing pretty well. But like, you yeah. see their house, and he's like, "You don't need to be putting these." Like, how is this guy in trouble? In like, in trouble with all these like, with like Arno and all these people? Like, how does he not? How like how does that happen to someone who has this house? Like, he just it's. So... I think you brought it up earlier. He just gambles the hell out of his life. And it's, it's just, just in, keeps it's incredible. Him into trouble. Like, it's such a I think it's such a good it's another really great detail just to show like he could have, you know, every material like he he has he's not in danger of like you know, like he has no material want in any true sense, you know. He's oh got my a, gosh. amazing house, he's got a great car. Like he's got all that stuff. Like he, That's he not a calls in a helicopter taxi to take Julia to Monaghan <laughs> Field to place a fucking bet. And you're like, what? Stop! <laughs> you're okay, Howie. Just stop. Just give them the money. No. No, there, there are no... You're right. You're right, originally. There was going to be no happy ending for Howie. I don't know how his life would have ended, but yeah, it was kind of perfect that it ended there. Yeah. Just chef's kiss. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think in closing, I uh, like I said, I think this is absolutely one of my favorite twenty movies of last year. I love Adam Sandler's performance. I love the score. I think this is just a super. I just really super love this movie, and uh, I really like talking about it, and I think it's really dope. Uh, it's, I wish I watched it in 2019 so I could say it was one of the best movies of 2019 that I had seen. Um, it's right there with Joker. It don't make me choose between this or Joker because that's a rough one. They're both really, really good. I like how this one has a really fucked up ending. I love that. But Joker yeah. has like a perfect ending. So, mm. That one's pretty good too. I would say that I would argue that Uncut Gems has a perfect er ending. Okay, more uh, perfect? Yeah. No, perfect er ending. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. No, no. You know what? Yeah, I, I think Uncut Gems had like a perfect ending. Yeah, God, yeah I'll just allow it. thinking about it, it just it's just like, uh, and then you, and then it just starts to slow like pan through the. I need to, it's so good. I love this movie. It was really good. It, by the way, psst, psst, 19 million to make. Just saying, between that and Rise of Skywalker Just having saying. 270 million, all I'm saying is one of these movies is really, really good, and another one is a catastrophe that was put yeah. on screen. <laughs> that is a. Uh... That's not wrong. <laughs> well, uh, it's a yeah, script writing way, nightmare. In, the, uh, <laughs> uh, in, in case anyone's wondering, you know, not that anyone gives a hoot about Rise of Skywalker because of our current situation. Oh yeah, we're still in gestures that. to everything. Obviously, yeah. uh, they need to stop writing that movie because they're like, oh look, here in the novelization, it explains that that this guy is actually a clone, and I'm just like, shut up, no, shut up. No one Wait, cares. Really? Shut up. I I saw the tweet that said, "Did you know Palpatine was actually a clone?" And the the popular like response to that is, "No. How could I?" <laughs> Just see, that's the but that's the real reason Uncut Gems is a uh, a great movie. It's because it doesn't need a fucking novelization to actually tell a story. I think the novelization of this movie would actually be like also really uncomfortable to read. It would also be great. It it would be good. But yes, it doesn't need a novelization to say like here's a bunch of the side plots to that we never explained. To establish basic details and needs and interests of characters. It doesn't need be, be, care we, we, be careful. There might be a part 3 of Donkey no, Kong Rise we, of Skywalker. <laughs> okay. uh, well folks, thanks for hopping in on this Creed got robbed. Uh, it'll be up on our uh, unscripted gaming channels. Obviously, if you want to find us, you can find us on our, all of our usual unscripted gaming pages. Uh, my name is May. May. My, May. My name is May. Oh damn! My name is Mike. <laughs> my name is Ray. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>